find out what kind it is. So if we can do what kind of radiation to use or if you can use uh, uh, chemo later on, we'll know all of that by May the 7th, somewhere in there. That's the good news. You want to hear the bad news? The bad news is the nurses and the doctors were saying that I was the most fit person that ever came in there and said, and we get a lot of people from 40 up to come in KU Medical Center. That's the bad news. Why I say that's the bad news, get off the couch, get on the right diet, quit complaining, get fit. God fit doctors. Amen? All right, here we go. There's one of the words that I like to, I really like this word, and, and up front we'll use the, the scriptures you've heard me do many, many times. There's a word that helps us to be able to do things that, that we couldn't do before. Once we are born again, we become new creatures in Christ, amen? amen. And if we're new creatures in Christ, that means we have a new attitude. And so the first thing, uh, uh, you know, work faith without works is dead. So you can do all the praying you want to do, but you got to do the work, right? It's like anything else, you got to do the work. Work like meditating, praying, read your Bible. Uh, that's on the spiritual side, and I just told you about the physical side. That word is called discipline. We have to have discipline. There's just times you have to have discipline in your life. A non-disciplined life is going to have a whole bunch of issues going with them, period. Whether it be emotionally, spiritually, financially, whatever it is, it's discipline. And, uh, and, and we get discipline kind of confused sometimes, especially when we talk about disciplined children. You see, we think disciplined children is getting in the case all the time. But we find out if we look at the word discipline, the practice of training, discipline is a form of training. As a, uh, a coach for years, we taught these athletes, the athletes have to be trained. And once they get trained, they have that discipline. And once they have that discipline, they don't fall apart. At the end of the races, they know what to do, yeah. when to do, what to do. And so what we do as Christian people, we need to have that discipline, all right? And that is, a, that is, that is training. That's why we come to church, training people to obey the rules. There are rules as being a Christian. There, there are rules as being a Christian. We, did, we have gotten this thing too loose. You see, there's just no codes. There's just no discipline at all. And also, discipline means to do what? To obey a code of behavior. It's a, it's a code of behavior. All right? The code of behavior is that we're supposed to be like Christ. We're Christians. That means Christ-like. So we are training ourselves. The Holy Spirit is training us through the Word of God. We read the Word of God to have discipline and have the saying, yes, saying behaviors of Christ. Yes. Are you with me? Yes. I'll say it again. We are, the Bible teaches us. Remember, the Bible, the Bible is the unseen Christ. It's the word of the unseen Christ. You don't see Jesus, but the Bible is that. That's what it is for us, okay? Are you all with me? Amen. And so here's what we're going to do is when we talk like this and we, uh, uh, we go through the church, we do this. It doesn't do you any good unless you put it in your life and use the discipline that comes from the scriptures. And the Holy Spirit will, will assist you in being disciplined because the Holy Spirit will help you uh, to edit yourself. And when you edit yourself, the Holy Spirit will show you where you have a lack of discipline. Yes. 
And not only will he show you where you have a lack of discipline, the Holy Spirit will do something else. It will help you to get disciplined in those areas. So a lot of times when we say God, because you miss God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, and so we say God and we leave out the Holy Spirit because we live now in the dimension of the Holy Spirit. You remember, God the Father is uh, God, God, Jehovah, was in the Old Testament, and then we had the Gospels, we had Jesus Christ, and in the New Testament, of course, we had the Holy Spirit came in, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Jesus promised us that the Father would send that. And so what we want to do is there's, I want to talk about uh, uh, discipline and what it brings to you. Let's do it in Amplified. I'm going to go backwards. Okay. Okay. Let's start at uh, Amplified 11. Okay. All right. So, yes, this is verse 11 from Hebrews chapter 12. For the time being, no discipline brings joy, but seems sad and painful. Yet to those who have been trained by it. So, so the whole key to it is what? Those that have been trained by it. It seems, see, it seems, it seems like it's very painful. But later on, it's not painful for those that have been trained by it. You see? That's why you don't see, you don't see, I'll just use sports. You don't see people just get up one Sunday and go play football. A boxer just go jump in the ring, you'll get killed. All right? Uh, run around. No, you have to train. And so this is why we come to church. This is why we read our Bibles. This is why uh, we do our meditation is because in the word of God, it trains us. And then sometimes God, have you ever prayed for something and you didn't think you gave an answer? And, and then later on, you got the answer? Well, God sometimes says wait. And so sometimes wait, he allows you to go through something Yes, at a training period, and through that training period, later on in your life, when you aware you can handle it, he gives it to you. You see? See, so I must use this because it's easy. Sometimes uh, you need to go through poverty. You see? And then once you go through that, it's painful, and next thing you know, the Holy Spirit teaches you how to handle your money. We've all been there, you see, and physically or whatever it is. So, we want to be uh, uh, students. We want to be students of Christ. We want to be students of Christ. And so to be students of Christ, then that means that we have to understand that the Holy Spirit will interpret the Bible to us and put it where in our life that we need training. Sometimes the best training for a child, because we are you all children of God, right? And he's your father, right? So sometimes the best training is no. Yes, sometimes the best training is no. You see, we live in a society now where we're trying to keep everybody happy. And so how's that working for you? Are y'all with me? And so, so sometimes God is, and sometimes God lets us go through some tough times and some hard times because we knuckleheads. You see, and so He lets us go through those hard times. And then through that, he trains us through that. There used to be a thing in the sports we call no pain, no gain. So he lets us go through that so we can go through some pain so we can gain. Guess what? We gain discipline. Yes. Are you with me? Amen. Am I making sense to you? Yes. All right. So again, those who have been trained 
afterwards it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. So after, see, see, so after we've been trained, then we get the peaceful fruit of righteousness. It's a training. So you could be someplace right now that you would not rather be, but it's probably the best place for you because after all you go through this and you get at the end of this, this is going to give you peace, fruit, peace of righteousness. Because the whole thing about the gospel that God wants us to do is to have righteousness. You see, you have to live it. You have to live a righteous life. That's, what, that's the whole goal for, some of, for all of us is to get there because we all came from somewhere. And so we all have been some, some things we said back now. Have you ever thought about some things you've done in your life and how painful it was, if you think about it, right? I've thought about, uh, I was talking to uh, one, of, one of my old friends, and we were talking about how we used to just hang out and we could play ball and all this stuff. And, you know, there's a, there's a game called slow pitch. That's, you know, slow pitch was created for people who wanted to drink <laughs> all day. No, that's what it was. Yeah, it was created for people who want to drink all day, you know, because that's why it's called slow pitch. Because uh, you know, fast pitch, you, you get hurt. You see, and we were thinking about what were we doing to our bodies. You see what I'm saying? And so, you know, so, so sometimes, you know, let's just do it this way. Have you ever really done something, ate too much, drank too much, whatever too much, spent too much, and it's very painful, right? And you learned your lesson. And then some people, you know, they had to do it a couple times, and then they learn their lessons. And then some people three times they learn their lessons, and some never get it. But see, but sometimes it, if you really, if you ever, it hurts so bad, you say, I'll never do this again. All right? So sometimes, you know, you, you, you're out there saying, Lord, if you just help me get through this, I'll never do this again. You see? And then Friday comes. And then, uh, you see... But so what we got to do is we got to understand he's not coming in and taking anything away because some folks have that hurt. Some folks got to hurt. Some folks got to hurt before they get it. You may have a child. You may have a, 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 a child. Some children, no, you can't just, you, well, I'm saying now, stay with me. Some folks telling them, telling a child doesn't work. Y'all, I think it's standing in the corner now is what they do. Yeah, but the, uh, yeah, the time out. But anyway, so some people, I ain't going to say nothing else, because some of you older ones know what I'm talking about. You have to give them time out. You have to get a step forward. Well, God does the same thing. Hear me, church. God does the same thing. He does the same thing for us. So sometimes, yes, he puts us in time out. And that's a painful place to be. You see, I remember years ago, I don't like what's there. Then you go to bed hungry. You see, a couple, couple you know, uh, next day, you're eating. So, so God sometimes has to do that with us. He has to put us in time out. And then I'm talking God the Father, so y'all don't talk about your children. Then God the Father sometimes will have to let some of us get a spanking. Life banking, and it's very painful. But he is disciplining us to get that because see, sometimes it has to hurt. You know who you are in here. You see, okay. 
Continuing in verse 11, the peaceful fruit of righteousness is the right standing with God and a lifestyle and attitude that seeks conformity to God's will and purpose. So sometimes he does what? He has to get, he has to get with me because he wants me, he has his will and purpose. Sometimes I'm thinking God's will and purpose for me is in my way. If you're, you know, so I'm, I'm stepping out of the way over here. And so he lets me give whatever, you know, go ahead, touch that fire. Yeah, yeah, go, go on out there. You see what I'm saying? You see? And then I said, well, that's hot. That burnt. Then I go back to his purpose and his will. There's many of you sitting in here today. You may be sitting in here today. Are, are, are you living God's purpose and his will? If you're hurting and in pain, you're not. He's disciplining you. He's disciplining you. Did we do the whole thing of discipline? No. Let's do discipline. Discipline is also the behavior that corrects, molds, or perfects the mental faculties or moral character. Sometimes it's about the moral character. Mm -hmm. So he disciplines us mm -hmm. because he wants us to get that moral character. Jesus character. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. You see, there couldn't be a better person up to do this message in me, you know, because I, you know, I was out there doing everything I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So I know, you know, maybe I'm the only one in the church that came from somewhere. Yeah, I sit down sometimes and I think about all of the money that I spent. My house would be paid for, <laughs> partying. You see, I joke all the time, and you all like, you know, all the jokes and things, and human, I, I say things, you know, I was out there, you know, I'm a 60s kid, and 70s, and 80s, and 90s, well, yeah, okay. And so, <laughs> so these things, you see, that there are things that I could have had, and there could have been an easier road and an easier journey, wow. but because I wasn't listening to him, refused to be trained, mm -hmm. you see, refused to be trained, trained moral, character, then you have, I was just a character. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Amen. Yeah. And we used to think that was cute. Yeah, Johnny's a character, ain't he? Yeah, yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? Use your own name in there. I'm just using me, you see. And when we were just characters, how was that working for us? Go ahead and say it again. Yeah, not good. The people looking at him, y'all just look at him, look in the mirror. Amen. <laughs> yeah, all right. Here we go. Okay, continuing to go backwards, we'll go to verse 10. They disciplined us for a little while no, as yeah. they thought best. Yes, I want to go down to. Um, you want to go down? Okay. Yeah, this way. Yeah. All right. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Now, listen, God wants to strengthen you, and this is a spiritual thing. He wants to strengthen your what? Feeble arm and, and weak knees. Weak. When you're weak, you fall for anything. God wants to strengthen your, your he wants to strengthen that part. All right? And make level paths for your feet. He wants to make level paths for your feet. Sometimes you need to pray when you're in the praying and, 
And God, when you come to God, then you'll say, God will guide my feet. When you get born again, you get saved and you want a new life, that's the prayer you want God, Lord, guide my feet. You see, because you have, your feet might want to go a direction you don't need to be going. And so you ask God to guide my feet. You see, people that's de that will admit it, that's why I like people that are in uh, recovery, they'll tell you that it's very difficult sometimes because one thing, if it's alcohol, you're in trouble because there ain't no place you, you can go anywhere. It's amazing to me. And you got to say, you be wanting to go over there and you went in there to get gas. And see, and you might have say, God, all right, God, I got to go in there. I'm a quick trip now. Lord, guide my feet right to the cash register. Huh? Because you know, your feet might want to go over there where that alcohol is at, right? Or whatever. You understand what I'm saying? So we have to sometimes ask God to guide our feet. You see, and it takes discipline to ask him to do it, and then it takes discipline to follow his discipline. Yes. Right. Are you with me this morning? Say amen, amen to that. Amen. All so, right. So again, make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. And I'm talking about lame. I'm talking about spiritually lame. Mm -hmm. A person that's disabled can't not take care of themselves. Yes, I'm talking on a spiritual plane here. So I want God to guide my feet. I want him to strengthen me so I'm not disabled because if you're disabled, it means you can't help yourself. And some people are not lying, and we need to get off that saying, yes, you can't. No, they're not lying to you when they say, I can't help myself. The reason they can't help themselves, they don't know God. They haven't been saved. They haven't been born again. They're not a new creature in Christ, and so they're struggling with life because they can't help themselves. You see? All right? And some children, we're talking about we're children of God dealing with that. It's like a child in a household. There's some children in a household that not, it's not a good household. They can't help themselves because they haven't had the training. So they haven't had the training. They don't have the discipline, and they fall apart when life's issues hit them. All right? All right. Now, again, from the Passion puts it this way. So be made strong, even in your weakness, by lifting up your tired hands in prayer and worship. And see, so when I'm, when I'm strong, the strongest is when I'm lifting up and praising and worshiping God. Yes. That's, when you, that's when you're strong. That's when your strength is. Sometimes when you, when you got up, I don't care, some of you got issues, but did you get up? You got up this morning. Yes. You see, sometimes you need to just say, as Bishop Smith used to say in St. Mary, thank you, thank you, thank you. You see what I'm saying? We need to know that. You see? And sometimes when you're tired, when you are tired is when you need discipline the most. And, and that is when you need to be able to lift your hands the most. Lift your hands to him the most, all right? Because see, you'd be surprised of the things that you can go through in life and the challenges of life when you have discipline. You see? When you're weak and you get news that that shakes you to the core. Yeah. You still, because you have spiritual discipline, you're going to wait. You say, no, I'm not going to allow this to take me out. I know what I'm talking about, right? You're able to do what you have to do, you see. God, Lord, guide my feet. And, and, and let me tell you, for me, God, God, guide my feet. And some of you all been praying. I hope you've been praying for me. Praying the right prayer. Praying with me. Let's do it this way. Praying the right prayer. And you see, I'm getting the best medical care. 
And in this trial that I'm dealing with, other people will, 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 will be blessed because of it. Amen. And it, it'll give me some longevity. And, uh, and I loved it when they said, we're going to get to this because we don't want you to have any pain. I'm with you, Doc. All right. So, so this is the thing that we talk about. All right. But you just can't just sit around. You got to get you have to go to work. Men. That means get them physicals. You see, that's, you got to get you got to do your part. You see, right. Faith without works is dead. All right. Am I doing all right? Amen. All right. Strengthen your weak knees. Strengthen, and, and there's sometimes you, you, you get a little weak. And if you ain't been weak, you keep living. Right. You'll get some news that'll take you, it'll make you think you're going to fall. Right. It'll, it'll take the breath away from you. Some of these people in here know what I'm talking about. It is amazing to me that people setting up in these churches, and uh, when, when time comes, uh, they just fall apart. Yeah. You see? God strengthened, strengthened my knees, strengthened me. You see, I want a relationship with God that when I'm under his discipline, then I'm under his protection. And God strengthened my knees. You get a telephone call. You're going to need your knees straight. All of you are going to go to the doctor. You think everything's going to be all right all the time. You lost your mind. You, you, you understand? You see, isn't it amazing that when, when, the, when they say your pastor is the most fit person, yes, that was really great, about three of them said that, the most fit person they ever had. Now, we talked to the University of Kansas. I'm talking about KU, Medical Center, and four years on up. Most fit. He still has cancer. He still has cancer. So, Lord, strengthen. Strengthen me. Because that ain't no joke, you see. But strengthen me. You know, this part's good. This part's weak. Discipline me that I have the strength to fight. You see? That's how it works. All right? And verse 13 says, as you keep walking forward on God's paths, all your stumbling ways will be divinely healed. And I want to talk about that. As you keep walking forward on God's path, whose path are you walking on? You're sure. You better be sure of that. You see, that's why you got to edit yourself and make sure that you're walking on God's path. All your stumbling ways will be divine healed. And sometimes that's God, God, guide my feet. You see? so that I may not stumble. I don't want to stumble through life. And God, let me tell you, if you, if you trust in what I'm saying, I'm, I'm trusted, I'm telling you, it works. For as you keep walking toward God's path, all your stumbling ways will be divinely healed. But you got you to walk it. You got you to walk on his path. You see, many people go through stumbling in life because, well, I got to, do what I got to do for me. You see, have, when is the last time, any of you, I'm asking you, when is the last time you prayed and said, Lord, I'm stumbling. And I'm stumbling because I'm walking in my path. But I'm going to repent today and say, Lord, 
I want to repent, and I want you to empower me and give me a divine healing. Heal me divinely. Because, see, and I like that word healing me divinely because, see, physically you can be fit. Emotionally, you can be all right. Financially, you can be all right, but spiritually broken. You see? And so that, I mean, need a divine healing. Say that, a divine healing. And so we need to know these things. This is what this is all about. This is the discipline that God has given us. He's given us, now, there's another discipline that's not up here. We've done all the disciplines, right? Another discipline is there is, I'm going to trust my training. There's another discipline is, I'm going to trust my training. Another discipline is, oh, yes, yes, I'm going to both sides. Everybody get it. I'm going to trust my training. Because if I trust my training, right, faith without works is, is dead. But if I trust my training and get on the right path, God will keep me from stumbling in life and he will heal me divinely. Yes, amen. And that's what kind of God he is. Say amen to that. Amen. All right. Going and see, one of the things to do uh, uh, with that is uh, one of my favorite things. To, how do I get there? What do I have to get there? Uh, the Bible was just, this excites me because I could do, read this. I read this scripture all the time. You all probably heard me do it a hundred times. What is my responsibility? When you go to, uh, I'll just use this. When you go to a, a track meet and, and the people are warming up, they have a full uh, warm-up suit. That's called the warm-up suit. They have a warm-up suit and they don't put their spikes and stuff on. They're warming up, right? right? They're doing everything they can discipline. They have to do that and they have to do drills. And the drills, uh, the drills, they do all of that stuff because they're trusting their training. And uh, now that's good, doing the, putting, putting the clothes on to warm up. All right? And that's good being able to do the drills. But you better have something else deeper than that when you get in them blocks. You see, you got to have discipline. You can't start out too fast too slow. You got to know exactly what you need to do. You have to have discipline or you'll fall apart. And I've seen kids, little kids, uh, uh, and I've seen high school kids too, they get so nervous and they, uh, and they have a lack of dis- discipline, they get in the blocks and they still got the whole full uniform on. <laughs> and the starter goes over, come here, son, you got to take that off because they fell apart. They got too much, they were thinking about, yes, they were thinking about the race instead of thinking about the tools that they have to run the race. So there's some things you need to do. We're going to help you with that this morning. You see, and I want to do it in a different way. Therefore, since there is, we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us. So sometimes you got to shake it off. Shake those things that hinder us, you know. And sometimes it says, I've used this, and, and you, well, I can use this as a parable. We think a, a, a cloud of witnesses, which they're talking about, but I'm using it as a parable. Say parable. Yeah. Sometimes that cloud of witnesses is them people looking at you. You say, you say you're a Christian, right? We looking. We come to witness to see if you're as good as you say you are. You understand? We ain't like somebody. Some people want to mess with Mike. Can you believe that? 
I'm talking about Mike Tyson. Yeah, we can sit in there, yeah. He's still Mike, yeah, right? We, we got enough discipline to know to keep our mouth shut when it needs to be shut, right? And we need, to, we need to know when to take it off and when to shut it down. And so people are looking at you, every one of you all in here, you see? That's why Pastor Fields puts everything on the, on the website because he preaches discipline. He preaches perseverance. This is his fourth time around. Yeah, I'm going into the ring again. So, okay, here we go. You know, I just hope it ain't going 12. But uh, this is the fourth, yeah, because, you know, some of those, you only have to go four rounds. You see, but here it is. You're looking at him. You're seeing him. You see? So guess what? The, the most blessed person in this church right now is me because God is using me as a vehicle to teach you, to show you if you have the discipline and the perseverance, you can still stand no matter what they say. You see? But to get there, you have to throw off some stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. You got you to throw, throw off anything that hinders you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Fear, mm -hmm. doubt, yep. blame, mm -hmm. shame, yep. guilt. These are the things that will throw you off. Mm -hmm. Take it off. Yeah. Shake it off. Get rid of it. You can't change it. If I could go back, well, if I could go back when I was, you ain't going back. You see, if I knew then what I know now, just go with what you know now. You see? You see? Throw it off. Here we go, all right? And also the sin that so easily entangles you. And anything, listen to me, everything ain't drugs and alcohol and sex. Please, people. Sin sometimes is being disobedient to God's word. God wants you to go here and you go in there. That's a sin. Uh, 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 sometimes uh, uh, your child is not doing a sin. They don't think it's a sin, but it is when they're disobedient. You see? Right? All right, keep going. Let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. Here's what we're going to do, Christ Temple North. I have a vision. There is a race for us as a team. And we want to run with perseverance, the race that God has for us. You see? That's who we are. We're a team. You always watch, watch, see a relay? Somebody has to hand the baton to somebody else, right? We're a team. But see, that's just one part of it. Then there's the throwers, and then there's the jumpers, and then there's the pole vaulters. All of those people together, and, and, and you, that's how they win the championship. Is everybody's different, doing a different job, going to the same place to win together. You see, I like track because track's the only sport where people, they really hug each other, and you know, both teams will be losing, losing all these people in the blocks and all this because they know what it takes to get there. Mm -hmm. We're a team over here. We're not afraid of it. We're not afraid of stuff. We want to be the best we can be. Right. You see, we ain't blaming nobody. We're not blaming our people in the past. That's a sin. You see, we, we future people. We people of now and people of the future because we're going to run the race that God has set before us. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you came from. 
There ain't no such thing as a zip code where God can't go and bless you. You see? It doesn't matter who you were raised by. You here now. Thank you. You here now. And we're going to do it together. All right? So run the race, fixing your eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. So when you really want to, you're feeling bad, this, you're feeling low, you don't feel good about yourself, go in the gospel and, lead the, and read about Jesus and the crucifixion. That's some real suffering. All right, keep going, please. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Because we, we will endure the cross for the joy set before us because we know we're walking in God's path. Okay. And sometimes people, listen, you have to be an example for other Christians. So your painful moment is the best thing that ever happened for you and other people. You see? So you, you get excited. God has chosen me to be an example of how to survive because somebody else is going to go that way and they need to see a survivor. Uh, when they have the breast, breast cancer, um, uh, they used to have it downtown and we would do, go down there as a church and it was just amazing to me. There'd be thousands of people down there. You see? And then a lot of people would have people's names and and then a lot of folks, you'd see people, you know, uh, especially women and you know, with their hair off and all this. It's great. And everybody was supporting everybody. Yes. Those that had the condition, those that had lost people from the condition, right. yeah. and those that didn't have the condition. Right. Coming together as a family yes. for the common cause yes. is to help one another. Yes. The strong have to bear the infirmities of the weak. So sometimes the strong has to be disciplined to the point that they go through things mm -hmm. so that when the weak can look at the strong, they can become weak, strong, mm -hmm. because they saw what was in you. Yes. Amen to that. Amen. All right. So again, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And one of these days that uh, you want God to say, my good and faithful servant. And sit beside him. I've done it. You see? Somebody has to be. Have you ever heard some people talk too much about a role model? But sometimes you have to be a role model on how to deal with pain. Yes. Can I say it? Sometimes you have to be a role model on how to deal with a tragedy. Somebody has to do it. I think it's, it's Mother's Mad is what it's called. Mother's Mad. She lost a daughter and, start, and started, she was upset. Mother was mad. And the Bible says you can be angry but sin not. Guess what she done? She didn't sin. She started one of the most powerful organizations in this country. Yes. Somebody had to do it. Yes. Mm -hmm. You see? And millions of people's lives have been saved because of somebody like her. Amen. She lost a daughter. But it gave some other people a chance to see their daughters grow up. Yes. All right? All right. That takes some real discipline. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And in verse 3... Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, 
so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. One thing about it is, when I think about what Jesus went through, I won't grow weary and I won't lose heart. Don't lose heart. I remember one time uh, we had we got a kid that when I was coaching at Park, you know, you know, you get scholarships to run there, and they got a kid from Truman. He was one of their better runners. They had one of the better runners in the whole city, and he was doing pretty good. And the next year, sophomore year, he wasn't doing very good. And I'll never forget it. We was up at Maryville at a track meet, and I looked at him and said, "Man, what's wrong with him?" And he came to over to me and said, "Coach, I just don't have any heart." I couldn't help him because you can't give another person heart. He just lost heart. You've all seen it in life. People you admired, and they just fall apart, just don't have the heart to keep going. Not us. Because we are disciplined and trained by the gospel and the words of God. And we will not lose heart. We might lose some races, but we won't lose heart. Yeah. Bless you. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. Yeah, you ain't. Yeah, we all know what that is. Ain't nobody in here shedding no blood. Mm -mm. Well, maybe some of you might be close to it, but anyway. Verse five says, "Have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son?" A good father will address his sons and his daughter. A good mother, we can put in there, will address them. You are here to teach them how to persevere. You know, it's nice when we talk about sports. Well, the apple don't fall very far from the tree. You see, some apples need to fall way far from the tree. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? We talking about good fathers. And you know the Bible says, Father, you know it never said daddy. You see, if we can understand it on the spiritual side, we need to understand it on the physical side. You see, all right. It says, my son, daughter, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you. So don't, don't lose light. Sometimes, listen to me, the Lord's disciplining you. You don't lose You don't want the world to discipline you. You, you. you don't want to get involved with them. If I am wrong, I would rather be, as David says, in the hands of man in the hands of nature, excuse me, David said I'd rather be in the hands of God than the hands of man or the hands of nature. We'll do a sermon on that, why he said that. Because God will have mercy. All right? And in verse 6 it says, the Lord disciplines the one he loves. And, and, and you can't tell some, if you cannot love a child and not discipline them. That's insane. Now, y'all don't get upset. This is me talking. This ain't the Holy Ghost or nothing. This is me talking. It's probably the Holy Ghost. <laughs> it is the Holy Ghost. Well, let's do it this way. It's the Bible. There's no place in there where it says a parent ought to be a friend to the children. Amen. Amen. Right. I upset folks really quick there. Right. I'm telling you, it's not in there. Yeah. 
You are a teacher, you are a trainer. Well, God is a teacher and a trainer. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Because we're children of God. All right? The Lord also chastens everyone he accepts as his son or daughter. And sometimes he has to chastise us. Because we are sons and his daughter. You see, some of us was like the little lamb that jumped across uh, the fence, but there were wolves over there somewhere, and the lamb, the, the, the lamb owner came and got him and told him, you don't need to be going over there. You say, you don't need to go over there because there's wolves over there. But this little lamb was just, just, just couldn't listen. It wasn't, so he jumped across again. And uh, he shook him. Don't go over there. Went back. The third time he went over there, the owner broke his leg. So he couldn't jump across the fence. Sometimes God has to break us down to save our lives. Come on, say amen to that. Amen. Say, yeah. We praying, God, please, please, that's my son. He needs to be in prison. Get a lesson. Needs to go to jail. Get a lesson. Because what we doing ain't working. Not listening. He'll do that to you. God will put you, said, okay, go ahead, Johnny. If you want to go over there, go ahead, go over there. But you're going to suffer the consequences. And when you suffer the consequences, don't, don't blame it on me. Blame it on you because I've given you the tools. And you acknowledge me. I've talked to you. And I've disciplined you, but you ignored me. So now sit over there and keep your mouth shut and do your time for the crime and then get back to me. <laughs> One of the most powerfulest messages in Proverbs, excuse me, parables in the Bible is the prodigal son. If you remember the prodigal son, they're talking about a woman lost uh, uh, her money and everybody helped her get the money and they were just excited about it with her. And the one lost his lamb. They went and got the lamb. The lamb was lost, brought him back. They were excited about it. Property, property, yes, money. They went after it. Anybody go after the son? No. Because you can't make somebody be who you want them to be. But the Bible said, but the son was taught right. Brother Roderick, the son was taught right because the Bible says, when he came to himself, that meant he was not at himself. And he found out when he came to himself, he was in the hog pen, prison, jail, or whatever. He said, I'm going back home. He had to make up his mind. He got his lesson. It takes discipline. You see? Look at me. Some things you can't control. Diabetes, high blood pressure, and some cancers, yeah, it can. But you have to have discipline to take care of the things that you can take care of. All right? You can discipline yourself to be spiritually fit enough to handle things that other people can't handle. You understand? Trust me, I know that. Trust me, I know it is my spirit that makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. I feel great today. Right. You know, now I did put some Tylenol. <laughs> I got my Tylenol in my pocket. I said, well, 
You know, they done, they done took some bones out of They done took some stuff out of these bones out of here. You see, and, I, and if I had to have some pain, uh, I may take it even if I don't have any pain. But it's discipline. Discipline. I'm not going to let anything like that hinder me. Discipline. I'm a child of God. You see? I'll go home and chill out, but I'm not going to let that stop me from talking about God. Oh, no. Yes. Where am I at? Verse 7. Thank you. Endure hardship Wait a minute. as discipline. Sometimes hardship is discipline. God treats you as his children. Sometimes you got to let him. All right, go ahead on. You're going out, going out there. Uh-huh. That's right. For, for, for a good father and mother, you got to do that sometimes. Teach them. Remember, discipline ain't on. First thing we think, discipline is whooping something. No, 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 no. Teach them. Sometimes, uh, People, there's a Bible says, spare the rod, lose the child. You want me to help you out? In the scriptures, the rod was wisdom. You go to the doctor, don't you? Well, what's out there on that sign? It's a healing thing. Probably never even looked up and saw it. Moses raised the rod up and the people were healed. You see? Spare wisdom, lose the child. Spare knowledge, lose the child. God has given us wisdom right here. Knowledge. All right? All right, last verse, I think. Well, I was going to say. No, go ahead on. What have I got to uh, do? Let's go to the message. Okay, um, yes. Verse 7. It says, it's a child he loves that he disciplines. So I want God to love me. People are walking, yes, Jesus loves me. Yeah. Does he? Are you seeing it? When he's disciplining you. You see, I probably should have, but, you know, when my parents were disciplining me, I should be saying, thank you, Mama. Thank you, Daddy, for disciplining me. You see, but it was love. All right. The child he embraces, he also <coughs> corrects. The child he embraces, he also corrects. I'm about to make it through, Isaac. You won't have to come up. The child he embraces, he's also correct. And I thought I might go through a coughing thing. <laughs> and he we'll corrects. end. <laughs> well, I want to do this. He corrects. Yes. Corrects. God corrects us. You see, God is educating you. Sometimes when you go through something, he's educating you. You see? You talk about educating, he's educating me how to handle my money. He's educating me what to eat and what not to eat. He's educating me. He's educating me to make sure that I treat Sister Gwen right, because I could get sick. Amen. <laughs> in what? In health and in sickness. 
you see? You don't want him to discipline. You don't want that. that I don't want her to discipline me by saying, do it yourself. <laughs> you're laughing, but you're getting it. You see? God educates us. Everything that happens in your life should be an, is, is, a, is a form of educating. And when he educates you, you learn and you grow. And, when, and it's educating you that discipline falls in and you're able to do the things you do. And that's why we need to stay in God's will and on God's path. Because God is educating you. That's why you must never drop out. We don't drop out. That means we don't walk away from God's word. We don't drop out. We don't drop away from God's discipline or his training because we know at the end of the day, he's right, we're wrong. Amen. Give God a hand clap. <laughs> Made it. That was good. <laughs>